Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. We bring you this podcast on January 26, 2021. As always, spoiler alert, and let's just jump into the podcast. Uh, I just want to address at first, at the top of this podcast, the why this podcast was late. It's just a little bit of life. Uh our jobs uh, at our jobs we got new hours so it was a little hard to record this week uh we're gonna get mm-hmm. we're getting used to it so we should be able to get you podcast the podcast back out on mondays on regular but just know from now on if for some reason it's out on a monday that means that it's uh it's coming out on tuesday morning no 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 later than that um yeah yeah uh but we do apologize, and uh, let's just get into the movie. Uh, this week was my movie, uh, and uh, like I said last week, it's called The Mating Game. Uh, it's an, it's our oldest movie so far, 1959. Uh, I, I found this movie... Uh, it was during this phase, during the beginning of like, uh, community college a few years ago, when I, before I got like Netflix and got in all those... I just watched hundreds of movies, I think, if not, no, probably hundreds of movies on illegal sites. I just watched everything through illegal sites. And I was like, why would I pay for that yeah. stuff? And then I killed like a computer and I was like, that's why you pay for those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I watched and it's because I got like super into like everything romance. Um, I just typed in romance movies. I literally like went to one of the oldest ones and this is one and it just sounded the, the trailer looked funny and I was like, okay. And I watched it and I was like, I love it. Um, it's a classic and not many people know about it. It's also like, kind of like the director. Uh, I'll talk about it a little later, but it's the movie's kind of like the director. It's like a, uh, it's a hit, but no one knows about it. Knows about it. Like him, he was a well-known uh, Hollywood director, but no one knows about him. Uh, hmm. Let me give you the plot synopsis of this movie. There's only one thing more daunting than an IRS agent, a 5'2 country gal with a gift for wrestling pigs and breaking hearts. Debbie Reynolds is the gal. Tony Randall is the agent. And when she puts her sunny charms against his up, uptight, buttoned-down uh, psyche... A physique. The mating game begins. George Marshall, has, who proved his genius for funny with, with Destry, Destry rides again. Monsieur Destry, Destry rides again. Monsieur Budukar, Bucar. What is that? Sorry, bud. Where's? It's fucking old movies. Monsieur. Bukare, I think. Yeah, it's French. So, like, neither of us get this, but directs this barn to bedroom romp based on H and E Bates, H E H and E Bates, H E Bates, H E Bates, popular comic novel, <laughs> The Darling Buds of May. Paul Buds Douglas and Una Merkel join the hope, hopes, homespun fun as Pa and Ma. That's literally the names of their characters mm-hmm. whose aversion to paying taxes has drawn the government man to their farm and into the haystack with their beguiling, beguiling, beguiling daughter. It, it's time to play the game. As you can tell, I am terrible at saying words, but this podcast <laughs> is helping me get better at it. And you guys will listen to me as I get better. This is all a vocabulary, vocabulary lesson for me case in point but also <laughs> this movie is a romp it's just a romp. it's just it's it's a nothing it's it's a fun hour and a half of just wee woo and i just it's... i love we'll get more into it but i love debbie Reynolds in this she's so fun um i she probably love, is the best part yeah i love that kind of like that that 50s 60s acting that over the top ooh, just like so like in it she's like not, well I'll, I'll let you go on but yeah yeah um but yeah this movie it, it's a good it's a good fun time like this is um 
it's a stark difference from like Lee's movies. Not always, as we've seen. Lee shows some fun movies, uh, and he knows he can uh, show some uh, entertainment that isn't just pure sadness. But <laughs> <laughs> my movies, uh, especially these last few weeks, have been really, really, really just vanilla. Um, yeah. I'm thinking uh, we won't find out till next week, but I I gotta move. I think I think we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna go a little more serious next time. Ooh. But uh, before that, let's get into this movie's uh, background a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie was directed, as the synopsis says, by George Marshall. Uh, this guy was active during the first six fi- decades of film of the film history of film history. So he's been around since yeah, the I silent like, history, silent like, era. Yeah, I feel like uh, his name is very familiar. Yeah, he got started in silent westerns. Yep. And he was... never gave up westerns completely. Well, yeah, because the West- westerns were popular till around, you know, like around the mid-70s. Yeah, and, 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 and he loved them. And that yeah. was his that was his starter back in the, the silent era. Um, mm-hmm. As it said, his biggest hits were Destry. Destry. Destry rides again. The Blue Delilah, the Ghost Breakers, the Sheep Man, and How the West Was Won. Yeah, that's that's a pretty famous movie. Yeah, that's the only one I actually like recognized out of that bunch. I'm uh, sure he's directed I think a whole bunch more that maybe we would recognize. Yes, yes. Um, he's he's mostly known. And he got popular for this uh, for his comedies, and that it started like in the fifties uh, when that like and that's what this is. This is one of those from mm-hmm. his era of uh, his uh, era Hollywood peak studio comedy. comedy. Yep. Okay. No, I'm just saying. This is no, it's it heart. It's heart. There's a real story there. You know, family and doing the right thing <laughs> and being there for your it's... neighbor. Okay, being neighborly seems pretty awesome when they come and give you a bunch of money to pay the tax man. <laughs> yeah. Uh this movie was uh produced by Philip Barry Jr. Uh kind of his big thing was he was married to Patricia Barry, who's just some uh she's an old-time actress, mm. uh, famous for some things. I'm not yes. well, I'm not like you, you know, I'm not super into the the history of it, so well, you yeah, probably recognize I mean, the movies that she's been in, but Honestly, the that name doesn't ring too many bells. Yeah, because it's 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 the fifties era, and it's like, even yeah, not, you don't go that far back, except for like horror. And not yeah, not everybody from that time has like held up, I guess. There were yeah, a lot of, like teen idols from that era that everyone's just forgotten about. <laughs> yeah, uh, but for some movies that he's done, he's done Manatee Theater first. You cry and friendly fire. Never heard any of those things. Mm, yeah, uh, I was. I only said them because I thought maybe you'd heard one of them. It's the main reason why I give those lists. <laughs> uh, this was written by William Roberts. Uh, other works include The Magnificent Seven. Oh, that's the wonderful good. world of the Brothers Grimm. Rides mm. the high country. The bridge at Rigma, Ray Magan, maybe Magan, and Posse. Posse. Uh, well, I mean, but we yeah. definitely know the. I haven't seen the, the original, original Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Seven, which in itself is a, a remake of uh, ja- the Japanese movie Seven Samurai. Oh, that's crazy! But it's like a Western take on. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I wonder if the original is better than the, or not the original, oh, but the, the American first remake is better than the shit one we watched. <laughs> the 2016 version. The one, the the last movie the I one fell with asleep Denzel in. Denzel Washington in the, in the league. I've fallen asleep in two movies in in my life in the theater. That Once when I was one. eight, and I was watching an adult movie with my grandma and my mother, and I was like, yeah. and then one time when I was watching Magnificent Seven, and I went blur immediately, and that was why after watching Deep uh, Horizon, Deep Water, Deep Water Horizon. Horizon, which is a movie about a fucking oil ring rig blowing up that movie was more interesting than fucking cowboys whatever rant done anger increased no (laughs) uh he was also the creator of the abc sitcom the donna and reed show the donna reed donna reed show uh which is a famous sitcom most uh sitcom lovers Mm -hmm. would know it my mom loved that show 
Uh, it's definitely a mob show. Uh, now this uh, this movie has a a big cast, but really like the. I'll give you the main cast first, and then uh, the main people first, and then the the rest. Uh, we got Tony Randall as Lorenzo Charlton. He's the main character, the main male love interest in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's the IRS agent. Uh, we got Debbie Reynolds as Marie Marit Marriott Marriott yeah Marriott Larkin. Sorry, everybody. Uh, she's the main love interest. She's the she's the gal, the farming gal. She's the daughter of the farmers and everything. Uh, and she's like the star of the movie. Yes, definitely she is. Uh, like she's she's my favorite part of the movie by far. She's my favorite character. She's just so fun and she's so energetic. Like every scene with her in it. Mm-hmm. The scene when she's fighting all three of those boys. She's just Which rolling really around, weird. giving around. Uh, when, uh, when she's def- trying to... When she and... Uh, Tony or Lorenzo are fighting the boys and the whole family. She's just, she doesn't stop talking. She's kicking everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's because she's only 27 in this movie. She's a young person in this movie. Yeah. Fucking, uh, it's the, it's, I could say now one of the interesting facts that, uh, Tony Randall says he's 29. He's actually 39 in this movie or 39 in real life. And he looks like it. I he looks like, like he could have been like they should have said thirty two. Yeah, he could have pulled thirty two off, maybe a little bit, but thirty nine because <laughs> he doesn't look bad for thirty nine, almost forty. No, he doesn't look terrible. I'm just saying, like twenty nine though, like uh. yeah, that was a little, his his bags under his eyes were a little too big. <laughs> uh, but that's classic Hollywood. They still do it now. Put the older man or the frumpy man with uh, the younger, the younger girl, hot starlet. But like back then, they didn't like make the man wasn't frumpy yet. The man would just be maybe older. But now it's like now the Papa thing like put the nerd with the got chick, the hot chick. I mean, benefits me. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. Or am I? Um, Society's moved on. This also is uh, starring Paul Douglas as Pop Larkin. Uh, he's kind of the other main character of this movie. Yeah. Uh, a perpetual alcoholic. Yes, he is continuously drinking, uh, always finding a new jug of moonshine. Uh, but then, like, but geez, he's so happy. Taxes. Well, he doesn't have to, any taxes. He makes yeah. no money. He <laughs> he just trades everything. But then it's also like, where do you get your electricity? Yeah. But I guess maybe you can trade the electricity company something every month to get free electricity. But they don't mention that because that movie doesn't that deep. And then it's uh, like, yeah, the whole thing falls apart. Now for the rest of the cast. We got Una Merkel as Ma Larkin. She's the wife of Pa and uh, pa, Paul Douglas. Uh, we She's got, got some spunk to her. Yes. I mean, they are so horny for each other this entire movie. Everyone's horny in this movie. This movie, yes, for a 50s movie. And that's why we both said, like, why we think it's like it has some pretty like hardcore religious sayings in it too, but it yeah. was super fucking. First of all, Debbie Reynolds is basically naked in one scene. She's wearing a see-through nightgown. Oh yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I can see everything, mm-hmm. and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is in 1959 when wasn't a Hollywood controlled by like Christian censor b- boards and shit. Uh, maybe yeah. this was like the era when they started breaking out, but uh, this is a year before this Psycho. Movie, the the husband is constantly smacking his wife's butt. They're both mm-hmm. making jokes about fucking each other. The mom's saying as much as the dad. The dad, the parents are just okay with everybody wanting to fuck Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, they're just like, oh well, that's just you know part There's of a what scene it's supposed where, to like, be. Three boys are like chasing her through a barn that's and then that's the scene and like they're le- they're watching it happening because th- nothing's actually happening to her but like if they this weren't really there weird. maybe something might happen um yeah. but they're the way they're talking about it, they're like you know oh that's the sign like we gotta get her married like <laughs> look at the boys are chasing after her and literally uh, and then the dad's like oh come on a little practice hurt never hurt nobody like he's okay with her going out and fucking a couple guys to get some practice so when she gets her husband She's good at it. <laughs> and he's, it's like, Jesus, this movie is hella sexist. 
We'll get a little later into that oh, uh, when I tell you one of my uh, quotes for this movie, one of my few quotes. Oh, there was a scene uh, where yeah. we, we well, well, just we're started do it. laughing we're gonna, out loud. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let you know, everybody. I'm pulling a lead right here. We'll get into it later. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got Fred Clark as Oliver Kessley. Uh, Is he the, the guy who was uh, Tony Randall's boss? Yeah. He might have been... <laughs> He might have been my favorite character. Really? <laughs> well, I guess my favorite like comedic character. Really? He was hilarious. I thought he was Yeah, I thought he was super funny. What about him? I just thought like I don't he, know like barely I barely remember him. What? I thought he was hilarious how just fucking uh he was just trying he just like was all like, oh, yes, <laughs> you don't cheat Uncle Sam. <laughs> He's like, he acts all nice, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. I and, mean, yeah, he is pretty funny, but he, he he was a total scumbag. Yeah. He was like what the... He was the bad IRS. He was. I thought he was funny. Well, like, the rich guy was the bad rich guy. Yeah, exactly. These are the two that ruin the system. Be good, Americans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trade manure. <laughs> yet. Yeah. He had some funny moments, I thought. Okay, that's that's surprising. That surprises me. Uh, I didn't think he liked anybody in this movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. We got Philip Ober as Wendell Burnshaw. That's the rich guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a typical rich guy douche. There's an awkward scene, like when he's talking to his lawyer and he's in a he's bathtub. Like in the bathtub. Like why? And he's <laughs> like, you could tell that it's really annoying the actor because he's like slipping around and he's trying to like get leverage to do his lines. You could tell him he's like. Oh! Okay, yeah, okay. It's really. You could tell right. there was probably a bunch of times where he's like, "Do I have to be in the fucking bathtub?" And they're like, "Yeah." This is what rich people do. It's like, like it really? makes it more. Wouldn't like, it make more a, sense if he was in like a jacuzzi or something? Or even Did like, they have jacuzzi. Can I be in my suit then? at my desk or something, or my robe, and we could be looking at them with my like telescope, and like, look at the poor piece of shit. No, I gotta be in a bathtub, soaping myself up in front of my uh, lawyer while he walk paces in front of me, looking at me all weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Oh, he talk about destroying other men and his f- family, and how we can take more, get, like not pay as many taxes, like getting off on it. They're totally hom- gay for each other. It's very homoerotic. Uh, we got Philip Coolidge as Reverend Osgood. That's just the small priest. That's pretty small role. Charles Lane as Inspector General Bigelow. That guy had one of the funnier lines in the end. Oh, yeah. It's like, if it's less than $14 million, shut your face. Yeah, yeah. If it's less than $14 million, if it's less than $14 million then shut your face. And he's like, because uh, yeah, he's like, but sir, we should get our fifty thousand. I like, told you to shut your face. <laughs> I thought that that was hilarious. Yeah, that guy almost. I know he was an old man then, but it almost felt like he was an actor from now. Really, I almost could see him act it being that old content. man. There's then. some parts where I was like, yeah. you know, this actually kind of holds up a little bit. Like where you start seeing modern movies peek out, because that's when I think in the sixties is when movies stopped being like that. A boop bop, a beep beep beep, or it's it, there's more movies. The there's movies before, in the fifties uh, that kind of start, but in the forties it's all propaganda. Thirties it's kind of like propaganda and well, film is starting to kind of make its. You start uh, shaking off set the sensor boards. Starting, things are starting to become cinematic. The yes. lang- the cinematic language is being yes. developed, and you're not listening to these boards as much anymore. It and does, the red scares it doesn't look over. like not everything looks like plays anymore yeah and red scares over and not everything's christian the first red scares over and, and, and things are getting one. less and less christian uh, that kind of yeah well, it's hard in the it's still big in this movie it's only 1959 but i'm saying like you're just starting like so much sex is talked about in this movie oh yeah that's what i'm saying like how it's oh yeah just the peak moments this movie is a little risque at points yeah and then you got Trevor Bardet as Chief Gu- Guthrie. Uh, Guthrie, just, I guess. Guthrie, he's just the cop. Man, I just say these names horribly until I hear them. William Smith as, oh, there's a smudge, Barney. Uh, Addison Powell as David Who is Barney? Groat. You know, if it's on Wikipedia, you get a shout out. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Ricky Murray as Lee Larkin. Donald oh, yeah, the, Lar- the older son. Yes. Who was, like, good at fixing things. Lee. His name is uh, our, Lee. Uh, he's our uh, new mascot for our Lee. Is Lou Larkin Lee or Ricky is Lee Larkin? The character we'll forget about forever. I'm forgetting about him as I talk about him. Uh, yeah. Donald Losby as Grant Larkin, the little son. Uh, Cheryl Bailey as Victoria Larkin, and Carol Bailey as Susan Larkin. Like I love whenever they were on camera, they would just run in and then kind of like stare like at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh man, twins, twins. It's really Look. hard to get good acting twins, especially Look. in 1959. No. I think back then it was, it was more of just like a novelty, like, hey, look at these things. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> this couple who loves the fuck has so many kids. <laughs> yeah, they have six kids? Five? F- yeah, five. Two boys and three girls. Um... This movie was uh, produced and distributed by MGM. Good old MGM. Classic. Uh, it was you hear released. Hear that lion roar in the beginning. I know, and back then it would have been a real lion. Mm-hmm. It would have looked shitty, but it would have been a real lion. Uh, then the release date, April 29th, nineteen fifty nine. Old movie we've watched or talked about so, so far. far. I'm sure Lee's going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to find a movie from 1877. No. 14-second no, movie. <laughs> We're going to do a 14-minute podcast on it. <laughs> no. But I have seen uh, one movie that's over 100 years old now. That is like a feature film, silent film, but that'll be a long, long way. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, the <laughs> budget for this movie was 800000 si- Eight hundred thousand sixty-seven thousand. Eight hundred and sixty-seven thousand. My God, that uh, was a lot of money back then. It was, and it was a big hit, a decent size hit, because it, it made three point nine million dollars, almost four million. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a hit. Yeah, and uh, and it surprised people. People like didn't know like it would be a hit. Then it was just like a throwaway, probably like summer fart movie. And it was yeah. big, and it, and I think it helped really like well I think get Tony Debbie Randall Reynolds was more name out. And I think Tony Randall was kind of a big star back then. But yeah. And seeing him with like the the new thing on town, Debbie Reynolds like she's yeah, so she spunky. Had, yeah, she'd only uh started acting about I think what like 5 or so years before. Well, she was only 27 Seven years probably. I think her first movie was uh, Singing in the Rain, which God is one yeah. of my favorite movies. I've never seen it. I'll show you that movie. I actually really love that movie. Weird. <laughs> it's weird so to So does Wally. I... Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I've never seen Wally. What the fuck? I've only seen the second half of it. What? I, yeah. Okay, well, that's something we'll show everybody. We'll show you every, one day. Pe- like, people, we got to show Lee Wally. Yep, I've had yet to see it. Always wanted to see it. Well, now you'll see it. Uh, I don't know when, but you will. <laughs> uh, a little sad fact: this was Paul Douglas's last film. He died that very year of a heart attack. The actor who played the father, Paul Larkin. Oh wow! Which makes sense because he was probably a drinker in real life. Yeah, and most, probably really sexist. <laughs> most people. Back then, drank a lot. Yes, but this guy, but um, and also and this movie was based on a book, and the which book, I find really weird. For the movie, they uh change why? Because just we make like, movies based on books. No, I. It's not that. It's just like this story doesn't feel like it would make for a good literary thing. It feels like it would be like a an original, like comedy script from like written by some uh Hollywood screenwriter. Well, it's actually I mean the mo- the movie I'm is, sure this movie, the movie deviates is like basing from the itself book. off of like six different novels. Oh, really? And it's an English book. 
Um, that's actually originally based in England. The Darling Buds of May. Yeah, it would have originally been based in England. They changed mm. it to Maryland for the movie. But also, Lee, you're you're forgetting the trash romance section. <laughs> that movie has these basic ass plots, and they take over. They, they span a fucking this like. Feels weekend. more like a like a romantic comedy, more than like a okay. trashy romance thing. Okay, there's not much difference between. I'm telling you, I could easily any of those romance books, movies I've seen, rom com movies you've seen, they could be uh, a. 120 page book Maybe some of them No Lee Because you do not read any romance books So you do not understand The simplicity Of those little That whole section in the beginning Everyone talking to work uh, at our, at the, In the at Barnes and Noble At a bookstore you have the romance section In the beginning of the romance section You got all the tiny little uh, Read in a weekend books uh, the Harlequin romance books. Yeah, and all those stories. I promise me, I promise you, they are so simple. So I could see how this is definitely based off of the novel, especially when you take it off that it's based off an English novel, and you know there's probably all these liberties taken and story changes to fit more of an American audience. Yeah, I'm sure this isn't extremely faithful, but it's still probably like basically the same thing, like a family in the country and a the tax man coming out and. Fall in love with the daughter and all that shit. Um, I guess the the novels follow more of uh, Paul the Paul Paul Larkin's story. Mm-hmm. That character story is more in the books, but they made it more for this in the for the movie. Um, so wait, this is a series. Yeah, it's a series of books. Mm-hmm. From what I read, that's weird. Yeah, I want to read them. <laughs> Wonder if they're even still in print. Sad to say, but I bet I can find one on Amazon, um, no. or a used bookstore somewhere. Uh, they're open. <laughs> yeah, everybody, go support your Barnes and Noble, not your local bookstore, but your local Barnes and Noble. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Lee's shaking his head, but he knows the truth. Hmm. Uh, this movie. Well, okay, let's get into some of the quotes. There. <sighs> A lot of the quotes are like, I don't have many, I only have two, because a lot of them are kind of just long-winded statements. <laughs> yeah. Of, because that's this era that's where they just keep talking. kind of a staple of 50s movies, and it, they're it, very and talky. Yes, and, and not very good quotey. There's a couple good ones, like the one we said, like, if it's not worth $14 million, shut your face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's another good one. And this is the one we were talking about earlier. We were mentioning earlier that made us laugh. We were like, "Jesus, you knocked off some blubber, didn't you? Five pounds." <laughs> and that's the woman. She's happy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like he's like, "You lost some weight, haven't you?" Like, and like you knocked to, off some blubber, didn't you? For uh, for context, um, the pa goes to uh, the rich guy's house, and he's having like some fancy soiree or whatever. And then uh, this for young, all the neighbors, and then this young lady like walks up. One of the and, neighbors, and he's just like, "Oh, well, look at you! It looks like you lost some blubber there, huh, <laughs> honey? You're five pounds." And we just were like, "Wait!" And everyone's laughing and cheering him, and and you're just, and we were just like, "Like, oh Jesus! God. Imagine just, just going, like, you in we the were face. Just like, imagine going to your work or your anywhere and being like." Going up to one of your coworkers, I'm like, "Oh man, you look like you lost some weight. Looking good, girl." Like, like and being you'd like, immediately get in trouble for that. Like, now. you're gonna get all the men now. <laughs> like, oh god, nowadays you just canceled, fired, sentenced to seven years in hard labor camps, sent to China. <sighs> uh, it just smacks you in the face with how fifties it is. I know. Uh, this one I thought was just kind of funny, and it was just uh, I could tell you hated the kid. You always hate the kid. Well, you'd be ornery too if they took you for away from your sweetheart. Not if she was a pig, I wouldn't. I chuckled, mm-hmm. and you were like, Ugh. "No, I thought that was kind of a funny line." Everyone now is just putting me on the spot so he could seem better than he is. That's <laughs> why this podcast cancel everybody. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everyone now you can see how what we truly are. Stupid. Um, Very. I and that oh, the the first line, uh, what uh, it, it, that made me think like, oh man, all the previous times I watched this movie. I was not really paying attention to what they were saying that much. Anyone other than Debbie Reynolds and Tony Randall. Everyone else was just kind of the movie because after that line, I really started paying attention to the lines and there is many more sexist lines than that. <laughs> like a yeah. lot of like, it is basically just getting Debbie Reynolds ready to, uh, fuck. Yeah. Debbie and then, then that, and the, the whole time. premise of, we forgot to tell you is that when the ti- IRS man comes, uh, when they saw her earlier, when they had saw their daughter wrestling with those three country boys, the mom was like, "I don't want my girl, my daughter, to marry one of those stupid fucks." So then, then when the IRS man comes and he's all s- sounds smart and wearing a suit and all that shit, the mom's like, "I want him," and the dad will do this is like, "Okay, the wife wants her, she toppy top, so I'm gonna go." She toppy top. I'm gonna do whatever she says. Uh, and then the, the whole movie is them trying to like convince him to stay, and the Debbie Reynolds falls in love with him immediately, mm-hmm. um, which is classic romance movie, classic rom com, classic romance book. They fall in love somehow immediately, but then they always go like, "I just can't believe this is happening." Like, what? Is, this isn't a romance movie. This is life. I mean, that didn't happen in this movie, but that happens in plenty of other romance movies or books. They just have to reference, like, this isn't a romance movie. Especially we can't like just in fall in love in two days. It doesn't happen. Yeah, especially in, like, modern movies. Yeah, but then the girl's like, but it, it, but it can't. You know, it is right now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and I'm just like, you're right. <laughs> I'll show you that movie later. That's a real no, good. What? <laughs> I just got him right there, everybody. Uh, got him. Sorry, Lee is our soundboard right there. I, I, we don't, we can't afford a soundboard yet, so I just tell <laughs> Lee to do a sound with like a head bop movement. We've filled out a whole language, and Lee will do it from now on. Uh, that was our air horn. Yeah, he's just, you know, got to improvise. His his inspiration is that. Uh, is the 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 character from that movie from the eighties, the Acad- the police academy. Right, yeah. The guy who can do all the weird sound effects. The real li- realistic <laughs> sound effects. That was always so cool to me growing up. He's also in Spaceballs. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, the sweeps. <laughs> the sweeps, that was, the beeps and the creeps. That was one of the funniest scenes. That whole movie is just full of one of the funniest scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um Uh, watching this again makes me want to do a deep dive on rom- romance movies from the 50s and the 60s. Because it's not the only one I've ever watched. And I'm like, man, I like these movies. Like, like I, why haven't I ever deep dived this stuff? Like, I mean, it's it's one, it's hard to find. Like, even all the mm-hmm. services don't have a whole lot of them. Right. And a lot of them, like... If only you had Turner Classic Movies. Another service I got a game in. Might as well get cable. Um, But yeah, I'm going to. This has made me really uh, more interested in that era. I love that era. I love that era of acting. Um, Except for like when they do more singy songy stuff. But once you get past the 50s, that's kind of ending. So late fifties yeah, is a little musical more okay. dies like around. I don't hate compl- musicals, but like modern musicals are better than older musicals. Older musicals, it's like ninety percent of the movie is a musical, and you're like, Jesus Christ, man! Um, not always. Singing in the rain's not really like that. He's gonna just see everybody. He's my Donald Trump, and I'm America. Oh my God. He's fucking me right now. <laughs> um, Not anymore. That's why. Let's flip it on you, Lee. What do you think of this movie? What do I think of this movie? Um, what do you think uh, of seeing a movie from 1959, some romance? W- what did you think going into this and then like actually seeing it? Because I remember when I first showed it, you were like, what the? What is this? <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, you know, I thought 
there were parts of it that were kind of charming and funny. Um, I really, I really like Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's somewhere we both agree. By the way, um, did you know that she is the mother or was? Oh yeah, the so mother I of this. Carrie Fisher, who played Princess both. Leia. Yeah, it's kind of a sad story. Um, you know, Carrie Fisher, of course, passed away. And the mother um, passed away like and a then week later. Yeah. Through sheer sadness. Actually, just probably. like a few days later. Probably just so sad and old. Yeah, she. I, it's, it's a clear case of just like she couldn't really take that that loss. It just ended her. Uh, yeah, but she yeah. She was super old, though. She, uh, yeah, she's a, she was a great actress. Yeah, she's a legend. She's an old... Old time. She had, one. you know, she had a ton of charisma, like more charisma than I like a lot of actresses today. I would say, she really commanded the screen when she was on. She, yeah, you can't with like, like just move, and she did all her own stunts. I mean, it's little time stuff, but yeah. some of it's like jumping out of a I barn mean, and you you look at her and riding sing, horses singing in the rain. I mean, she like she almost killed herself making that movie. Yeah, she has a real passion for it. And, I mean, I guess that's kind of leads. I mean, uh, wasn't, like, uh, she kind of a neglectful ne- neglectful mother to Carrie Fisher because she was working all the time? Probably a little bit. But they were, by, they were actually, they did become closer as, I think, Debbie Reynolds retired, I think, yeah. later in life. And Carrie Fisher got addicted to the drugs and she needed to fix that. Yeah, I... I'm not really sure exactly what they're really. I mean, I think they were, they were pretty close. Obviously, Carrie Fisher dying definitely affected. Oh yeah, of course. Demi Reynolds. It's just crazy watching this movie and being like, "You're gonna birth Star Wars." Like you don't birth, birth Star, Star Wars, Wars like George Lucas. But <laughs> would Star Wars be the same without Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia? It would be very different. Yeah. Like imagine like a different Princess Leia, like a different actress. Imagine a different like, entire cast, like um, Kurt it could Russell. Be shitty. Kurt Russell almost played Han Solo. Terrible. I wouldn't say it would be terrible, but it would be weird. It wouldn't be as good as fucking. It'd be different, and yeah, it probably wouldn't have been a huge hit. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I guess you kind of answered already, but what's your favorite part? Is it Debbie Reynolds? I guess like my favorite like element, yeah, I guess. What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene or more like uh saying like quote or what was my favorite scene? Might have been the ending. <laughs> yeah, right when it said the end. Oh, it's <laughs> over. Finally. That's my favorite part. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, it's like the whole like climax at the end. It just that's like yeah, that's how a lot of like fifties movies ended. Just everything just gets goes crazy. Yeah, it was getting wilder and wilder, and you were like, "What? What's happening in this movie?" That all of a sudden just oh, it's over. And then it's wrapped it's, up uh, like a bow. They lived happily ever after. The government's the gonna end. honor their uh, uh commitment from eighteen thirty or eighteen sixty three from the Civil War. When the army took their horses and didn't pay them. <laughs> but they got yeah. their money, 14 million, shut your face. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you didn't ask, answer this. What's your least favorite part? My least favorite part. Honestly, I felt it was a little too long. I felt it dragged a little bit. It was only an things. hour and a half. How long do you want it to be? An hour? It's not a movie. No. It'd be like an hour and 20. Ugh. A lot of movies back then were kind of were shorter. I don't like That's too short. I want an hour and a half. King Kong is only an hour and 20 minutes. I'm going to show you that movie one day. Okay, I like this more than King Kong. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but, I'd, yeah, I thought it, it dragged a little bit for me. Because there was just so much just... Oh, everyone's just getting along, and oh, look at old Paz drinking during the day again, and Debbie Reynolds is just being all happy and just 
uh, pining over uh, Tony Randall. And Tony Randall's like, oh, I I need to be professional. But oh my God. (laughs) But he's also super horny. (laughs) And 29. (laughs) 29. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, that's funny. Uh, That's surprising. I'm surprised a lot with these things. I'm like, uh, I, I didn't think this. Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought you thought, of all people, for you to think this my one of my movies is long. Like you're, it just is, felt long. And I can't ever think. I can never think, or f- I would never think a movie that was only an hour and a half is long. Well, I I, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't. Just like if it was so an hour at forty five, I could give it to you. At a certain point, I mean, I think it was just not enough was happening for me. That's like a common thing with my movies for you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have something. But something stuff is happening. You just don't care about what's happening. I, guess. I think that's a better way to phrase it because things are happening. It's a Ten. movie. Plot's happening. It's just stuff that you're like, well, it really, d- I don't care about it. I don't care. That he forgot her shoes, <laughs> and that that's the big mess up right now. And like, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, but it's the big thing of the movie. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, this is the. Big- but then everything gets all insane at the end. Like that one dude, fucking tries to like molest Debbie Reynolds, at the end, and then he comes back with all the guys who were chasing the three guys who were chasing her in the beginning. Now they're. The bad guys, the ruffians. Yeah, and now they're the fighting the family, and the family's beating the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. And then there, that was another favorite uh, scene, like when the guy, one guy, gets put in a hay barrel, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Mister, that scene oh, was geez. funny." I actually, and he's just his head poking out of like a haystack. Like, oh God, Mister, help me! See, yeah, that was that was my favorite scene. In I feel, so I think in real life, shit. if you were put through a hay machine, you'd, you'd be, be dead. dead. Yeah, I think it would crush Dun. you. Done, skis. You'd be like crushed into. The, uh. <laughs> yep. But it was just so funny. He was like, "Oh God, hey, Mister." He was just trying to beat up an old man and like rape a woman and and like kidnap a woman. But then he yeah, was like, "Oh, hey, Mister, God, help me, Jesus Christ, oh God, Mister." <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, that's not funny, but that that hay scene was funny. Um, that's funny. <laughs> you surprised me for this movie a couple times. Really? Yeah. Um. Well, let me give it to you first. I'm going to give this movie a good old 8 out of 10. I'm not going to give this movie a 10 out of 10 because I feel like I've been a little too liberal with that recently. But yeah. it's only because like it's not my rating as in like I'm rating the directing and the cinematography and the actor. I'm rating of like, how much do I like this movie? Now, the reason why I still won't rate this 10 out of 10, even if I'm rating on that kind of standard and it's how much I would recommend it. And since I like the movie, I'm going to recommend it a lot. Um, It's because I could, it's still a movie from 1959. Like there's still like flaws. Like there really is not much substance. And like, no, she fell in love with him. Even I find some movie romance movies where they fall in love that quickly. It's like they gotta leave me at least have a weekend, <laughs> um, right? Like a weekend car trip. Like then they bond. But, <laughs> but just no. the moment he comes she, in and he's smart and like she's just she just instantly wants to fuck him, give him some top. Yeah, what happened? You find out he's just like a super racist. The Irish people and they're all Irish. <laughs> There's something you didn't know that. But whatever, you can't think that deep about these movies. That's why it still gets an eight. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it makes me like the movie more when you put in the context, because this movie really is like 1959. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. This is definitely no I, one was upset by those comments in that movie. This is uh, that's why it was a hit. Everyone took their wives to see it and their dates. Yeah, that's why, I mean, you can't really hold that stuff against the movie. Yeah, because the, the audience wouldn't have cared. The women wouldn't have cared. No. Because they would have thought, I mean, it's bad, it's wrong, but no one would have thought like, anything. Like, yeah, you can, you can look at it through the 21st century lens of this is sexist, this is, 
fat shaming, blah, 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 all these kind of things that are not acceptable now. But those were words that they didn't even know about back then. But, like, back then, it's like they didn't think about those things. And, yes, it's it's a little problematic. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we can't let that... Don't have new movies but with that like, stuff. But it's like, you can't just, like... You can't just, like, you, erase the movies that did just because they had You can't that. disregard an entire period of of film just because it doesn't match your standards of political correctness these days. Yeah, film is such a new medium. If you do, if you, it's then what, it's only like 40 years old? It only gets to start from like 2010? Yeah, it's... Like, what the no, hell's going on here? No, no, And even then, they're just like, no, movies from 2019 were pretty problematic. Like, what one? It's like everything. The ones I don't like? Okay. Ev- literally everything is problematic in some way. Somebody is offended by something. Just get over it. Yeah, that was my main thing. About, like, movies back then didn't have to hit these woke quotas. Well, we got to have this many female characters, this many minority characters. Inclusivity. Which limit actually limits the amount of women and minorities because then they just go, okay, we just got to get two black guys. No more than two black guys. We got it because now we got to get an Asian... Uh, it's like, okay, but then how are you going to do a movie about time periods and about cultures and about a neighborhood and a historical thing? It's like, there was no Asian people in the South during the Civil War. Like, why would you, what oh, the fuck well, is happening? You happen- just don't make those movies anymore because it's problematic. Are make movies about cyborgs that are all transgender? Like, I don't want to watch those movies. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe that'll start cooling down as well with this new administration hopefully i don't know yeah without someone flam f- uh, fanning the flames all day every day with every action maybe they'll calm the fuck down and pe- and it can also calm down the middle where they can be like let's not listen to them so much because we yeah. don't have to defend them anymore they're not getting attacked right like they were by the uh, the other the un unnameable <laughs> right he who shall not be named um. Well, you know my movies are simple, so you know with my movies we're gonna you always get a little shorter podcast. Let us know if you like that better. You probably do. Let Lee know that on his personal Instagram. Uh, at paddock 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 paddock. Uh, <laughs> wrong. Just, just kidding. Uh, Lee, let the ladies and. Gentlemen, know what we're watching next. We're well, I haven't given my rating yet. Damn, Lee, you're right. <laughs> I'm a foolish man. Well, I kind of thought you did with all the like. Your, I forgot. I thought I got well, your question. I won't waste too much time with it. I'm giving it a five out of ten. Good old average. It's an average movie. I won't really be honestly. I won't really be thinking about it. I didn't hate it. Um, keep getting those good old averages. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Uh, there wasn't anything that I even really found particularly annoying. I just, you know, at a certain point, it was kind of just like, oh, it's just—it's the definition of fluff. This is a very fluffy, light movie. Oh yes, definitely. This is yeah. This is just like the kind of this story would be a uh, uh, budgeted to of uh, five hundred thousand dollars nowadays, and it'd be on Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no way they would make this on. Well, I would love to see a modern making of this, like a, a remake. remake of this. That'd be dope. Uh, Shit, maybe they will one day once they run out of everything. Who knows? I feel like everything gets its like chance of remaking. Maybe they have remade this, just under a different name. I think there was a popular like uh, it's not a remake of the movie, but it's like a it was like a mini series of the show in the early '90s that was really popular. Uh, hmm. a, a, a mini series of the all based off the books, like the actual right, novels. and it actually had the but title, it wasn't a remake of the, the movie. Darling Buds of May. Yeah, I think so, but I want a remake of the movie. But no one knows the movie. The books are probably more popular than the movie. Uh, not fair. Uh, but while I keep getting these averages with you, I think you'll find out next week. But I think with my next movie, you'll uh, I can get above an average. I think I might get my first like eight. <laughs> um, well, we'll see. And we'll see. Well, 
Right, well, now, now I finally, can. <laughs> let the ladies and gentlemen know what we'll be talking about watching next week. All right. So uh, next week, it's my choice. Uh, we're going to go with something uh, considerably different than this. And considerably different than the, what he was going to show me. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> what? I can't have a childhood? No. <laughs> Especially, like, like, you watched that movie when you were a kid? Because so I was weird. on fucking TNT, AMC, one of those movies. Yeah. You know that. like the, It wasn't, like, dramatic enough to be, like, edited harshly or, like, graphic enough or... I guess, but... Even if it curses, like, what, I, I miss fruit? And, like, you get the main... All right. Well, I guess maybe we'll talk about that next week. Oh yeah. But the <laughs> uh the film that we are going to be watching next week is uh Akira, the uh anime film from 1988. And it's super surprising. We'll talk more about it next week, but it is surprising I've never seen that movie because I'm the much bigger anime fan. And it, yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about we'll that talk about it. next yeah, yeah. week. But yeah. But look forward to Akira. it, everybody. <laughs> look forward to it. Um, oh, sorry, but but look forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm not actually scared or fearing this movie. Not like I feared like uh, last week's movie either. But like, it's an interesting. I, I know. I, I'm. I, I, whenever it's a gangster movie, I'm like, oh fuck. But <laughs> well, I like, oh, I'm gonna have a nightmare. It's gonna be a while before we watch it. Well. <laughs> Well, pretty soon we'll probably watch Jackie Brown, but we gotta have a break from Robert De Niro for a while. I know. Yes. Um, but yes, look forward to that next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and look forward to next week's episode. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. It helps us out a lot. Uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Pod. We post daily content in the stories and on our main feed and reels uh, about the uh, about the movie that we watched that week and talked about that week, and just general movie what's going on in movies and a uh, bunch of different movie accounts and things we follow that we like to just share and get share, show the world. Um, yeah, and uh, we I hope. I don't really post a lot. What? I said I don't really post a lot. No, our personal accounts we may not post a lot, but you know, our podcast accounts, follow those. And follow our personal accounts too. They'll be linked in the the bio of our uh, our podcast Instagram if you want to get some from me, some cooking, some books, some political stuff, and from Lee some silence. Not but much really. <laughs> maybe that might change. As for if I if, if I can have anything to do with it, um, but back to it, we will see you next week, and we hope you we hope you have a great week. Goodbye. It sure was a humdinger of a podcast. You son of a. <laughs>